And we are back at another episode of Ringside Power Hour. I am now hosting this show today. To our left, we have Everett Hall McNeil. What's Wave up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? And next to Everett, we have Mikey, whatever you call yourself, Six. No, no, no. I'm going by a legal name now. A legal name? Oh, yeah. I'll tell him. I'm going by Mikey P.S. Gonzalez. Showtime. Oh, you finally want to use one of your real last names, huh? Well, you see, I'm trying to pull a senorita, so I got to go by that Spanish. So. Hmm. It's, it's saucy? She's real saucy. Then that's a saucy senorita. And you already know who the fuck I am. And to my right, we got the suplex samurai himself. Damn. What's going on, everybody? So. Oh, did I tell you? This is an alcohol-free day, so. It's alcohol-free, so that means we're ticked off, we're pissed off. So who knows how this is going to end up? You indie fans are stupid. And I'm ready to do that's it. That's how you feel. You just I'm gonna, already. You just I'm ready gonna, to just jump straight into this shit. That's just, how. That's how you feel. You just gonna let the cat out there. You just about to about to shoot up everybody. What's what's about? The, I, was that a white kid joke? You know, like I don't do. I walk around with backpacks on. No, ain't nobody accusing you of stealing my car keys. Hey, you, you do have quite a few backpacks laying hey, around. Son. Who the fuck knows? Hey, son. Hey, yo. Hey, I ain't sh- never seen you get that self hey, confidence before. I'm just lately? trying to get the jokes off. Motherfucker looks like a practicing Unabomber coming up and shit. So hey, he might be on with something. Yeah, we're getting ready, man. To try to kick us out. Out. Oh, <laughs> trying to send me back where I didn't even come from. <laughs> I mean, shit. Just like we need to do with AEW. But anyway, why you always hate on AEW, on. man? Yeah, it's not bad. It's not it just bad. started. January. Let me let me just talk about it. It's not even a. It's not even the company. Let me. I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna do oh, some I facts. It's not the company. It's not the company. It's the fans. The fans piss me off because we got a decent pay per view out of WWE, which was Extreme Rules, right? Can we all agree? Was it decent? It was decent. Don't worry. That's that's the Thundercat right there. That's the good luck charm. But you're going to have to get away, though. Anyway. The rules was okay. I don't know about good. Look. It was pushing the envelope for different things. It had a different flow to it, a better vibe. Kevin Dunn cut an ass shot. Kevin Dunn cut an ass shot. I'm pretty sure he wasn't there that night. I'm pretty sure Kevin Dunn wasn't there that night because we wouldn't have got an ass shot. But, you know, the biggest problem with the pay-per-view not coming from me was the fact that Brock Lesnar came back and won the belt. And who else should win it? He's the only person that deserves it. I mean, seriously. He had money in the bank. He's the best athlete in the company. He's the most remarkable athlete in the company. So here's the problem with that, right? That's all great for business. But if you put him in storylines that are bland and doesn't put him in a good light, it could be a problem. This all goes back to storytelling well, at the end of the day. To me, Brock should win a squash match against everybody, so it's about right for me. And how compelling television is that going to be? Why not? Bill Goldberg did that shit for like two Ever. or three fucking years. So obviously mm-hmm. it's compelling enough for, if it's compelling enough for Goldberg... Who's the NFL washout? It, it makes sense if it builds to something, but if he's just doing it what to do Goldberg it. What did Goldberg build to? Well, it didn't build to the best because they ruined it having Kevin Nash get the win off him to end the streak. So they, it didn't end well. So I'm just saying, like, I, I'm, I hear what you're saying, and I agree that he's an attraction. He can bring money in. He has leverage in that. But it, he's got to – you have to put somebody like that that's special like that in a very compelling element where he looks good and he can get the next guy over. Whoa, that that whoa. way both of them look good at the end. I'm Why not should saying he ever he, put anybody hold, over? Hold on. I'm not saying that, that, is the, that that's the end-all, be-all. That's what he has to do. I'm saying, for a perfect example, 
if you book him to still win but almost have, let's say, who's up and coming, Braun Strowman turn Braun around Strowman. and beat him or something along. I'm just throwing out an example. That's Chill true, out. but that's Strowman's fault. That's not Bro, Look, if Strowman didn't try to do something to hurt Brock Lesnar, he never would have punched that motherfucker in the face, and he would still be okay. So don't, don't piss the bear off, man. I get that, but I'm just giving you an example about how storytelling mixed with getting the guy over and blending the two really helps. But that's something that's got to be duplicated over and over again. And they've been struggling to do that, which is why fans this is exactly why fans have been very vocal about oh what is brock gonna do the title the title reign is gonna suck i'll be honest with you he's not even big on seth rollins i'm not big on seth rollins this title reign that he had was boring and i think it had everything to do with storytelling well you got a guy you know zero mic skills not much appeal like i I, you guys think he can wrestle i think he's a piece of shit so (laughs) i mean he's a fucking he's a crossfit guy who fucking hurts every guy he's ever wrestled so I don't know how that's good. I don't disagree with you. I just don't think he's. I don't think he's a terrible wrestler. I really? think at some point he had enough momentum to be a great mid card intercontinental champion, U.S. champion. I don't think he should be your face of your company. He's he's not that good. He can't talk. He's never had mic skills. Even if you look back at his indie stuff as Tyler Black, it just wasn't there. He just. I don't know if he just don't have the voice. If he just doesn't know what to say. You mean the girl voice? It sounds now, like he's still a puberty. Old boy. Dude, Becky Lynch has more of a man voice than he does. <gasps> That's why he's her bitch. It's true. But, like, you just got to sit back and, and look at it. Seth Rollins or Brock Lesnar? Now, what pissed me off is instead of just invoking a rematch clause, he had to go defeat, you know, what was it, 10 other people in a battle royal or whatever? You know, yeah, just that, go that bury the make- other guys? They could have had so many more compelling matches with Brock Lesnar, like oh. Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman. Seriously. I mean, Big E Langston was in that match. And, I mean, Big E would have been. I mean, I don't think Big E and Brock should demand the event a SummerSlam card. I would prefer a Braun Strowman or a. Why not give Big E a shot? Dude's got great mic skills. I'm about to say. I agree. I'm about to He's say. He's got the size. I agree. He's be, never been champ. That would be interesting. Is that what you just argued about? I agree. But. If you're looking at this from a marketing standpoint, yeah, Brock's going to sell it. He's going to be the name. But how many people are going to be interested in seeing Big E go out there to put Brock over? You, you know, need more realism. Like putting Braun Strowman in the match, okay, is this finally the time Braun gets the belt? You know what I mean? That's what you got to look at. Well, if you want the realism, then it's only one person in the whole company. Bobby Lashley, that's it. Yeah. Or maybe Shinsuke. Yeah, Shinsuke. Yeah, but Shinsuke's got to be rebuilt right. And I don't know if this company is capable of doing that. I mean, that. right now he's stuck in the mid-card. No, I'm talking about just on a pure athletic, just pure athletic I mean, ability. he's currently the Intercontinental Champion right now, which is technically the workhorse title. I mean, it's a lot better than what he was doing before. So they may be rebuilding Shinsuke. Who knows? They well, need to. We'll your, see. Your workhorse title that was on the pre-show. They ruined him anyway. You know, what can I say? I mean... You got a guy like Shinsuke who comes in with all this momentum, all this, you know, build up and, and just this great One gimmick. Royal Rumble and guess what? Lost at WrestleMania, lost his title shout out to that. Like, we built AJ Styles up for at least over two years of being like this invincible fucking force. And he's still shitty ass AJ. I don't care how he oh, grew his hair God. out or 
bought him some little fucking matching little gloves. That's one thing me and Dale will never agree on about AJ Styles. So one thing we'll never I never liked AJ Styles. <laughs> even when he was with Ric Flair. And you know I love Ric Flair. Even Ric Flair couldn't save AJ Styles for me, man. I mean, listen. I don't hate AJ Styles. I don't. I don't. I but, still don't get why you hate him. Well, look, but you know what? Seth Rollins is so terrible. He makes AJ Styles look good. <laughs> I think I, I think Seth Rollins' main problem is is he was an indie wrestler who just cannot adapt to the WWE work style. That makes sense. That's why he hurts everybody because he's trying to do all these stupid ass fucking parkour flips and bullshit. I don't know when the hell that got in wrestling so high. John Morrison did that stuff though. Yeah, that's why he wasn't here very long. He was there for a while. Yeah, he was a mid card tag team. Nobody fucking care, cared about his ass. Goes back to how you booked. I mean, John Morrison, unlike Rollins, had Mike skills, though. That's true. And he had Molina. Molina was hot. I mean, Eminem as a tag team was great to me. I did. Look, they even had a cool name, Eminem, man. Come on. That was great. Molina would be my saucy senorita of the day. Oh, she apparently liked everybody anyway, so you'd been all right. Yeah. I mean, listen. What you, what you trying to say, Dale? She was a bit of a thought. She was, she was out here? She oh, was out she here was, like that? She was like that, man. Running this, around with this, Batista. Listen, listen. This goes back to the fact that WWE put on a solid show, and it was not recognized because people are jumping all over this AEW bullshit, thinking that this is the new wrestling, and this is going to defeat WWE and put them out of business and all this bullshit. When you put on a show, and we're going to jump into Fight for Fallen real quick. When you put on a show, and every match is literally the same fucking 10 finishing moves over and over and over, and it never fucking ends, you're going to lose a lot of talent that way, and you're never going to be able to put on a show that's different. So let me ask you this real quick. Um, I definitely get from your perspective how you feel about that. Mm-hmm. And I also got to add this point in there. Wrestling fans want a war to happen so bad that it's to the point it's cancerous to the industry. And I'm going to explain why. You want AEW to thrive, not to take down WWE, but to put the foot on the neck of to promote competition, to promote better storylines, and to overall help the whole entire business. Agreed. Saying that you want AEW to kill WWE is counterproductive and stops that from happening. It's not beneficial for the business. It's I not. feel like you need competition. I feel like it also provides jobs for other people to go to. And I'm not talking about just in ring. I'm talking outside the ring as well. Oh yeah, production and all that shit. Yeah, production, writing, everything. Maybe. I, I think though AEW's already done that. Like for competition wise, look what WWE's had to do within a short period of time since AEW put out their first pay per view. I agree. Like they've they're now trying to pull a 180 completely now because you start losing money. Change and it's different because they have shareholders to answer to. Exactly, they have shareholders to answer to since two thousand one. So they ain't gonna. So they. So when they see a. So when you have your shareholders coming up to you saying, "Hey, there's this new company out there and they're doing some pretty good stuff," and you guys have been kind of, your your representation has kind of been stagnant lately. What are you gonna say? Exactly. I don't see why anybody would want AEW to kill WWE because you saw what happened when WWE put WCW and ECW out of business and it would just be hitting history all over again, repeating itself. You don't want the last thing anybody wants is a monopoly. You don't want that. Because then that's, people get lazy, competition goes down, and there's only one place to work. That's boring. Yeah, exactly. One place, and they're a fucking dictatorship, too. 
<laughs> Dude, they still don't have a union. They still don't have health care. No, I agree. We're the 21st fucking century, and a, a sports-type organization doesn't provide these things in which these guys get hurt constantly, and the WWE is not, is not on the hook for this shit. Independent contractor. Yeah, independent contractor, except it's a one-way contract because I, because I can't just leave. I can't just rip up my contract and say, fuck off, I'm going here. No, WWE, you get hurt, they start adding time to your contract. That's that is like, true. That's that not like a fucking true. government contract to me, not a damn independent contractor. I mean, I agree, I think. But I think that with AEW on the rise and them getting a TV deal, I think a lot of this is going to change. I think it has to change. And, and not only is it going to change, but people have to change and be more open to it as well. I'm hearing people saying, oh, the same old shit with Brock. The same old shit is 2017. Like, there was a comparison of the feuds from 2017 to the same exact feuds from now. Maybe this is their chance to do it right. Maybe that they've finally got real writers and real production and real just masterminds in there to actually put this show on, to change this show. I mean, you see what they're already forcing them to do now. My only gripe is AEW gets a fucking lid on it and gets some real fucking like creative in the back, like somebody that can lead that rock, locker room properly to where they learn how to time manage their matches. They learn how to put on a story during their shows. And I also want to, not to interrupt you, but I don't want to, I want to let this cat out of the bag. Right now, it is Cody Rhodes. Right now, it is the Young Bucks that are doing and doing a lot of different things, wearing a lot of different hats. And Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is actually in charge of the women's division. Of course, the Young Bucks are in charge of the tag team division, and they all handle the creative on the main event roster and who is in the title picture and stuff of that nature. No, is it true? I heard Christopher Daniels is a head of talent relations. Christopher Daniels is head of talent relations. Yeah, that's another aspect of it. So a lot of these, a lot with the upper echelon of AEW in terms of the ownerships are doing, they're doing a lot of two to five hats of different things at once. I think it's going to come down to as the company gets bigger, they're going to have to delegate. And I think the opinion is that I think the the best thing for them to do later on down the line is that they need to delegate and start handing off different tasks to different people who can do it and be responsible. I think as of right now, I think because of how, you know, everything's upstarting, I think they have to they, I think they're forced to take on two or more jobs, but that'll stop after a while. Once production gets started, once television gets started and Different things in that nature. They're gonna have to bring more people in, and I they got it, the and they got to know how to do it. I think it has to. Oh, definitely. It's gonna it's gonna shift to that. I cannot I cannot sit here and watch the same type of match every show. Well, I mean, so well, that, many see, flips and so many. That's true. Kicks. That's gonna change once it gets on, once it's on TV on TNT. It'll 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 change. Like they'll learn that you can't do the ring psychology is not there. Well, that you, you don't want to. And you know what my problem is. There's only one guy in their company, maybe two, that I can think of off the top of my head that has the experience of real ring psychology. Think about the guys that are running the company. Goldust and... Well, Cody uh, Rhodes, Goldust, okay, Chris Jericho, but Chris Jericho's not in that role. He's just there. He's actually there as talent. You know, he's not there to, to help put... You know, uh, he's not there training people and stuff. They got Christopher Daniels, who's a glorified independent wrestler. He's not... Oh, you know, he he never worked for the the WWE or any of the big companies to where he had real ring psychology. So you're talking about like match producers? Match? Well, not. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess, but some guys can produce their own matches. Well, no, I'm talking about the guys in the back that produce the match that help put it together. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it, and if there is, 
Then they're literally telling him, hey, flip and kick the whole time. Yeah, My bad, seven finishing moves. AEW has got that independent fucking mystique with that damn 18 finishing moves on the same person and still can't pin him. Come on, man. It honestly felt at times like I was watching ROH, and then other times it felt like I was watching New Japan Wrestling. I love New Japan Wrestling. I like ROH. You combine the two and you put on the same kind of show, all you are is a comparison. You do not want to be a comparison. You want to be a company that can strive and that can put on... I mean, like, they got so much talent. I'm I'm sitting here knocking them for being independent wrestlers, but they have so much fucking talent, it's ridiculous. Shima. Shima is so fucking great and legendary from Japan. He put on the best match of the night, but I still felt they overdid it. And I'm a huge Shima fan, so that should tell you something. Well, they do got to get more ground... Ground-based wrestling, and you gotta kind of, you have to make things look different, man. If you look, if you keep doing the same thing, then every match just blinds together, and it's just the same shit. I agree with that. Couple of dudes to watch out for real closely. There's a couple of dudes I need to mention that you need to watch out for real closely, real quick. Sammy Guevara, watch out for him because he's really good. He impressed me. He's impressed me here and there tonight. MJF, watch out for him. That guy can that work dude a mic. on the yeah. microphone. He's, he's the is good. best. Dude on the microphone and can incite a crowd. Watch out for him too I, as well. I, I saw some other. They said when he gets on TNT, he's gonna have to tone it down. It don't matter. Fuck I think that. he can. I, I think. I think he. No, I think turn up. I think he needs to keep that same energy. They're not gonna be relegated to. They're they're privately owned. They're not publicly traded yet. So they have that. They have that room. MJF can sit over there and do exactly let that man do exactly what he's supposed to do. Plus AEW is not under this PG thirteen bullshit either. Dude, when when WCW was on fucking TNT, they didn't hold shit back. That's true. Dude, why is Shane McMahon still in fucking wrestling, man? God damn. But going back to you, but you said I just thought about this now about producing matches stuff. You know, they got three well known trainers in AEW. They got Billy Gunn. D. Malenko, cool. and Jer- Jerry Lynn. I don't know if Billy Gunn's that great of a trainer, but well, Jerry Lynn and D. Malenko. D. Malenko. I think I think he's a good tra- he's a good trainer because if you ever watched him in um, Tough Enough, he can get the guys moving and he can show them how to hit that's the ropes. And st- but like, but see, that's not the thing. Can he teach ring psychology? Like, what kind of producers did he have? Who's producing the matches? Right. Who's doing what? Because I'm sure Cody Rhodes is producing his own match. I'm sure the Young Bucks and the, all of them are getting together and producing their own match. I'm sure Kenny Omega's producing his own match. Jericho's producing his own match. But at some point, you can't keep doing that. So it may be a small problem that they just need to start designating now before they get to television. I agree. Oh, I think they're going to have to change it. You got a time ticking. Seriously, you're counting down, and your whole show. And, and I'm not gonna. I'm gonna put this in the perspective. I thought the show was. I thought it was good. It was a good show. Had a good flow to it. The fans were into it. Other than like a lot of major areas of overkilling the finishing move and kicking few, out of things. Two botches. It was well. Actually, compared to the first one that I watched, there was less botches. I mean, compared to any WWE event, it's always less botches. Well, you know, I forgot who her name was, and forgive me, but I think she had a concussion, that women's tag match. She had well, a concussion. Br- yeah, Britt Baker ended up tagging in the wrong partner. Yeah. Yeah, because she got a concussion. So she was all disoriented. That's why she, I mean, I mean, I hope she's okay. God bless her, but. But even that, that women's was tag team match, when we were watching that, that should have ended multiple times, and it just kept going and going. 
What was his name? Jungle, Jungle Jungle Boy, Boy and Luchasaurus. Dude, Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy took like what four or five finishing moves in a fucking row <laughs> and wasn't pinned. That shit was ridiculous. But his tag team partner, Lucha Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. That that's go. a bad dude, man. He's pretty good. That's they need to focus around dudes like that. But I think I think the focus with them is I think they're going to end up being a tag team and a part of the tag team tournament to decide who's going to be the first ever tag team champions. Like where where did Hangman Adam Page come from? Is he a ROH guy? Adam Page. I think it was Ring uh, Ring of Honor in New Japan. Honestly, don't One know. I don't know, who, I don't know. Who the Why fuck are they giving such a big push, man? Like, dude, come on, man. Oh, he's with the, not a big the young bus and stuff. He did look all that impressive to me. I mean, I know there's supposed to be the next Jericho, but. I don't see the in-ring skills of Jericho. Apparently, Jericho is real big on him. I think the dude is good, but I don't know if I would bank my company on him. As I my haven't first heard champion. him work on Mike yet, so you know. And that's the other issue. Hey, you'll be Jericho and not like not have Mike skills. Like, I don't even think it's fair to compare him to Chris Jericho. Truth be told, it's not. It's not even fair. Like, it's just asking. Like doing those comparisons, it's just asking for somebody to hate on him, especially in this climate. That's the last thing you need. That's like saying, oh, he's the next Shawn Michaels. Oh, he's the next Dean Malenko. That's the last thing you need. You can't compare. I don't think anybody's been accused of being the next Dean Malenko, have they? I'm just using an example. Like, you know, wrestling would be better if they actually had another, like, couple of them guys. Yeah. Like, you remember when WWE hit, like, Benoit, Malenko. Guerrero, Saturn. Or WCW when they had yeah, Guerrero, Ultimate Dragon, Saturn. Dude, all them guys were great, like, mat-based wrestlers who could do all the shit. But they knew how to they knew how to sell a fucking match. Like, that's the problem. It's so random, man. Yeah, I agree. Like, even that tag team match, the tag team triple for normal contender or whatever. Right. Where the hell that was. Like, it was a good match, but really didn't have much like of a steady flow. It was just kind of like all over the goddamn place. It was big move after big move after big move, and I can appreciate a big move. But th- I'm not playing SmackDown versus Raw or Here Comes the Pain to where my special character that I created is doing ultimate moves the whole match. You know, there's, there has to be a ring psychology to it. And if you don't want to see ring psychology, then you don't want to see the real art of wrestling. You, wanna, you just want to see an indie show, which you can go see. For $10. Pretty much. No, I think it's a little bit more than $10 depending on where you go to. I mean, honestly, NXT feels like a bigger production than AEW right now. Just for now. Yeah, but, I mean, it's easy to say that with the machine pushing it. So, you got to consider that factor. And, look, they they wrestle basically in the same place all the time. They don't really venture out often. So, we always wrestle in the same location. It kind of makes it easy. Who, NXT? NXT, yeah. They've been doing a lot of road shows. Yeah, they are, but it's still not... Most of the shows are freaking uh, the Performance Center. Or Full Sail. Yeah. yeah. I, I got a suggestion for, I got a suggestion for uh, uh, you know, the writers of the main roster. I suggest that if you're going to take guys like Cesaro and Sheamus and whoever the fuck else, and you're going to use them to put people over, then send them down to NXT to put those guys over. Because I'm tired of seeing these great, talented wrestlers be put on the, the show just to be putting other people over. It's too predictable. I'm tired of seeing like my favorite wrestlers be put into this dumbass position while Seth Rollins is driving on top. 
Like it, it's just not it. Cesaro's been buried for so long, and he's dude. This dude could put on a match with damn near anybody. Oh, his match Sunday with Alistair Black was good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a freak athlete. You know, he can actually do real things in that ring. But you know what? He just can't talk. But neither can Seth Rollins. So where's the problem? But wasn't he? With Heyman at one point, and they took him away or some shit, or not Heyman, um, Zeb Coulter. But you know what? He did have a decent gimmick for a little bit, man. Yeah, for quite a little bit. Cesaro section. Yeah, Cesaro, and then even Rusev, man. Rusev is another pretty decent wrestler, man. But he had the whole Rusev Day shit and got nothing with it. Nothing. That was a thing he got over on his own that wasn't supposed to get over. So. You know, honestly, with all the talk of Fight for Fallen or whatever it was called, AEW's show, Stream Rules, Monday Night Raw was was in a good direction. I don't think it was a great show, but it was definitely in a better direction. Um, I got hope. I got hope for wrestling again. I got hope that it's going to be good. But I'll tell you who I don't have hope for. It's Jeff Hardy. I mean, what is he doing? Still, he's always done getting drunk, popping pills, passing out, something like that. I mean, at what point do you go? All right, dude, this ain't the life I want to live. Hey, man, addiction's a motherfucker. Um, this is this is what I have to say about about Jeff. He has battled against so many demons and have triumphed, and then battled so many demons again. There's just some. Me seeing Jeff is like watching. A family member like triumph so high and then crash so bad and it's like over and over again it's like a crash you just can't look away from and it's sad to see that from somebody who's very talented was pushed to the moon multiple time champion this and that and to see this happen again it's it's tragic for me i mean you could tell wwe's at their point with it because when all they say is jeff hardy's responsible for his own actions and that's it I mean, that's all you can say, right? Yeah. I mean, this is what derailed him last time. Every time he gets on a roll or he can make moves, he does shit like this. I had just watched that, uh, what was that, stinging him when he was, like, just fucked up on TNA. Watched that recently. It was and, it was train wreck. And that's another thing. When you do this again, everything that you did bad from the back in the day comes Come back. Come right back oh, up. You see what he just did? I'm not pointing. I'm sure no, I'm pointing. No, no. I ain't pointing nothing bad. But he went back to the uh, Victory Road fiasco. You, your job when you're when you are a recovering addict is to make people forget, is to make the strongest effort possible to make them forget that you even were that person. You don't. Uh, and this is easier said than done because I've never been an addict, so I can't speak. But so much. But that's literally the thing you want to strive for. Yeah, but nobody was saying nothing when Vince was pumping those guys in the 90s with all that shit. Oh, pipe bomb. Here we go. Here I we mean, go. let's be honest. Like, fuck it. He wants to fucking enjoy his star power? Let him enjoy his star power. Hulk Hogan did it. Macho Man did it. You think all those fucking veins popping out their body and shit wasn't from them all fucking coked out and shit? Of course Come it on, was. Man. Steroids for you. Some steroids for you. Yeah, but there's a price to pay for Vince that, Vince was too. passing that shit around. I mean, yeah, that's of course he's going to say. That's why all the 80s wrestlers died super early. Look at fucking Warrior, man. Yeah. Fill up the rocket ships with the fuel. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think, I listen, at this point, I think he just needs to hang it up. Jeff Hardy needs to just take his ball and do whatever the fuck he wants with it. As a wrestling fan, I don't want to see him wrestle anymore anyway. As a wrestling fan, I don't want to see him die. 
Yeah, yeah, you know what? Thing. You get with his shrink and, and talk to his therapist and you stuff. You think he actually has a shrink? Fuck no. He's you know, mental he- health is like the least talked about fucking problem in America. Well, listen, Mike, and we have very little even to deal with it. Mike, Mike is on a mission to save this guy. He doesn't want to see him die. So now this him, is Mike. now Mike's mission to go save Jeff Hardy. I'm coming to save Jeff Hardy. You save him, Mikey Mike. I will. I'll save him and myself together. Exactly. We're going to do this, Jeff, me and you. I don't know whether to shake my head or laugh. I don't know what because because the subject is so serious. I'm like, uh, uh. The subject is so serious that his family needs to worry about it. That's they really not my do. problem. I wish the man best. I mean, has Matt even commented on it? Of course not. No. I don't know. Is Matt even alive? What? Somewhere. Sure he ain't out there getting drunk too? Somewhere, somewhere in the now. broken universe, he's there yeah, floating around. He's another one. Lawnmower or something. Well, let him go do his thing too. Hey. Come on, man. You really think, come on, bro. He got a whole family now. What do you got, two, three kids now? He's just not his life up again. What you, what, you got him on Facebook or something? They have another boy. I'm just, it's it's out there. I'm just speaking facts. Like, he seems to be doing pretty well. I mean, based I on what I see on social I don't media. Think that's back on the shit. Right. Let's hope you he's put doing it out great, there, man. He's well, speaking yeah. death over that man's life. Come I'm proud said, of him. Rebel Sky used to be pretty hot, too, so. I still think she's hot. I don't know what she look like now. Listen, she's kind of taking too, Mike, so chill out. Listen, I'm proud. I'm proud Hockey's of him. He's got a goalie too. Don't mean you can't score. Oh, He's doing good for himself. <laughs> hey, he he made a whole gimmick too. Fantastic. The whole broken gimmick. That was all Matt Hardy. And WWE put its hands on it. You know? Yeah, and they do what they do. What Disney does, ruin every fucking thing. <laughs> Dude, WWE is literally fucking Disney. I just that's a breakthrough. They're the Disney. If they touch it, wrestling. it's ruined. They're the Disney of professional wrestling. That's what you're saying. Well, listen. Yes. Maybe this is our chance. We finally got some change. I mean, it took fucking 20 years for to them to lose the money. Put That's their fucking rating back on. I think they've been losing money for years. No, they weren't. You their stock so? went up. You're not losing. If your stock is up, you're not losing money. It's when your stock starts going down is when you lose money. Well, either way, they need to change that rating. I'm, I don't know. I think they already changed it. They had to have. I mean, they've been doing things that have been pushing the envelope, but I don't think it's anything too dramatic. I think they're testing it out right now, but... You know, well, I'll I tell you what. For Bischoff's first night, it sucks. Well, we don't know we should if fire Bischoff's first night or not. Yeah, we, I've I, never I, been a big Bischoff guy anyway. So. I honestly don't think... Listen, I don't think that we're going to get the captivating television we need until maybe after SummerSlam or closer to October. I, I get that, but why we got to lead off every fucking show with a McMahon? And you know what else I want to point out? A lot of people are upset about Shane McMahon, but a lot of people want Shane McMahon back. So at some point, you need to just listen. The story sucks. No, no, no. He shouldn't be wrestling. Th- th- that's not send him to that's the That's not what would happen. Most people thought when Shane came back, it would be in a behind-the-scenes, run-fucking-smackdown-type role. Not, Wrong. I'm going to fucking promote myself and be goddamn Hulk Hogan out this bitch. <laughs> He's the that best in the world. Best in the that, fucking world. That, that is like true. Fucking, That's like where we Just like where uh, Bischoff and Hogan took over Impact. What was the first thing they fucking did? Hogan got the title immediately. Bischoff was back in every fucking storyline. So I don't like Bischoff. I, I don't know what the hate is for Bischoff. Let me see. He had WCW rolling, and then what happened? He started injecting himself into it. and then uh, That wasn't he, just him, though. There was backstage politics. Yeah, I know Hogan, Kevin Nash, Sullivan and all, all that shit. Well... But it was Bischoff running the ship, so... And then he left. He, he couldn't, he couldn't he take it anymore. That, yeah, he left after, after he after, ruined the shit. Yeah, after everything went hey, to hell. He was like, you know what? Sinking shit, bitch, I'm off. 
Oh, oh by the way, it wasn't me. If it wasn't for Bischoff, we never get DX because never. we never got NWO. That's right. And if it wasn't for Bischoff, we never would have gotten the storylines and the compellingness of The Rock and Austin and all of that shit on Monday you Night Wars. Have got the Attitude Era at all because there would have been no reason for WWE to change what they had to fight with Look, the Raiders. I didn't say Bischoff didn't do anything good in the wrestling business. I'm just saying what he always ends up leading to. And let me tell you something. When he came over to WWE and he had Vince McMahon in his ear, he was still putting on great-ass shows in Raw. Raw was really fucking good when he was was. running uh, Raw and him and was running SmackDown. You also are talking about several years ago before you're looking at what it is now. So you're telling me that Impact wasn't watchable? Not really. Impact was – I was watching Impact because Impact – Back then, Impact was watchable. The minute the minute Bischoff and Hogan took over, it was awful. But how much of it was Bischoff and Hogan? They were answering the others too. Nobody knows. No, Dixie Carter put him in charge on screen. She actually owned it in real life too. Her father owned it. She, well, gave her the money. My bad. So we don't. We don't know what's she's going on run, backstage. She still ran the shit because she still did steal from but Double J. Bischoff took WCW at his lowest point and turned it around, and I think he could do the same thing for SmackDown. Look, all I'm saying is we can't sit here and speculate on whose fault it was of the sunken ship of WCW. I will say that the backstage politics didn't help. Vince Russo's booking didn't help. Ted Turner shouldn't have paid those guys that much money, especially Hulk Hogan was way out of his prime. Now, don't get me wrong. No, no, no. It was great. Hogan and WCW is what made WCW. Of course. Hogan and Impact was the worst idea fucking ever. Well, I mean, you should never have a belt at over 50 years old. I mean... Shouldn't be wrestling over 50 years old, Mike, and your Undertaker obsession. Oh, oh, now, hold on. I, I am the biggest Undertaker fucking fan, Everett but... in his damn Sting you know, obsession. For first, let's talk about it real quick. Look, I, anyway, agree. I even agree Rick Flair should have retired what, at 50. No, 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 no. What did I text? I disagree. What did I text you? What did I text you... Uh, after uh, when y'all were watching Extreme Rules, I said it's the best we've seen. Take a look. Taker in was a long moving. Ass time. Still shouldn't be wrestling, man. If he can do that, don't have him do it all the time. Have him do part time stuff like that. If he can move like that, the Undertaker's been part time for the last fifteen years, right, man. The Undertaker at this point is a special attraction, like Brock Lesnar, right? So what the fuck's everybody's problem? I'm not complaining about Brock Lesnar. I agree. Brock Lesnar. It goes back to what I've said. If you don't put him in the right storylines, you're going to get people complaining. You can't have compelling storylines with a guy that's out of touch with the business. This is what I'm offering you. This is something fresh and something new. This is not Vince McMahon writing Raw. This is Paul Heyman writing Raw. So we don't know how it's going to be or how it's not going to be. So for everybody to sit there and say the same old shit, blah, blah, blah. Just wait. Well, with everybody complaining about Brock winning the, the, the belt anyway, it's not going to last long because Fox wants him on SmackDown, so he's going to have to drop the title before October. I think he's going to end up being shared. I think this. You don't – I think – I mean, you might be right. They might be unifying the belts. Well, no. Bischoff and Heyman want two separate shows. They might draft – No, no. Fox U- wants two separate shows. That's I, how you know it's going to happen. Well, Bischoff and Heyman want two separate shows, too. No matter what they want, I, listen, Fox paid a billion dollars. They're getting what the fuck they want. You could get Brock to smack down with the strap I'm if not they saying not have another belt. What do people like to see? New belts introduced, right? Fresh start. I guess. Why can't Brock take 
Kofi's belt. He sucks anyway. Why do you always hate on Kofi, man? Because he's black. He just. It's gotta be. Because he's black. I mean, I think you're with Vince McMahon on this whole fucking not having minorities hold a title shit. Quiet Brian's want to know. Is it because he's black? No, I'll play it. I thought it was cute when he won it. Cute. Cute. You act like Kofi's a terrible wrestler. He's actually pretty good. He's not a terrible wrestler. He's pretty good. He's not. Pretty good. Mid card. Would you put him in a ring with Ric Flair? No. Would you put him in a ring with Stone Cold Steve Austin? Would you, Would you put p- him in the ring with Seth Rollins to get injured? Put it this way, I wouldn't put Seth Rollins or That's Roman my Reigns problem. in either of them matches That's either. my point. He's a top mid-card guy. Right. I, I have a serious fucking problem with guys like that getting the belt and Rowdy Roddy Piper not. Piper That's my problem. Had the belt. Piper should have the belt. That's true, but right now who? Well, well, you it's can't, not Kofi can't, who? I'm sorry. We can't hop in Steve Urkel's time machine and give Roddy Brady Piper the belt. I'm sorry. Try. I wish we could. I mean, we're storming Area 51. They got a time machine there All the fuckers are going to die, by the way. Yeah, That's the dumbest fucking clapped. idea I've ever heard in my life. Happen. And I'm like, going to sit back and watch. Those who get drone yeah. fucking strike to death <laughs> before they even get there. Look, the truth is, this whole title run is Area 51. It's stupid. Kofi's an alien? Hey, look, it... it he should be top secret. That dude should not be nothing but a. He could have been an IC title, US title. His something. IC, IC title, title was perfect title for him. Reigns were good when he had those titles. This guy is not. He can't run a show. But he's not who, that who talented. Who put there of him? Samoa Joe, Big who e. can actually cut a promo, who is actually marketable, can actually get a crowd to move, to groove, to fight, to yell, I to scream. Like that I mean, all the guys he he's wrestled been thus had far. A title reign right by now. You could put Braun Strowman on that show and give him the damn belt. God, why are we always going back to this big white guy shit? Because he should have won the belt. If you don't want the big white guy, then I'll offer you this. Put Bobby Lashley in that position. (laughs) Big E Langston. Even Big E. Big Big E should get a push. He should. It should be Kofi and Xavier with the tag titles and Big E with the WWE championship. If Big E had been white, Vince would have pushed for that dude a long time ago. He's got everything you're looking for. He's big, super strong. Great mic skills. Charismatic as hell, too. Yeah. I'm just saying that all the talent they have on Raw, I don't think I don't I just don't Kofi's not the top ten in my in my in my wrestling company right now. Might not be, but I mean I think I think I think he may drop the title either at SummerSlam or later in the fall. Well, that's a good question. If he's not your top ten, who's top ten right now? In WWE? Yeah, in WWE. There's so many of them. I can name So many of them? I can name Dale. WWE has some serious talent they're not utilizing. I mean, Bray Wyatt. I mean, back. serious talent. I think, Bray, I think Bray would be a top ten guy. Bray can talk. Shinsuke is a top ten guy. Bray yeah. has lineage. Shinsuke. Cesaro, to my opinion, is a top ten guy. We'll leave AJ Styles out of this. Con- we won't even put AJ Styles in this. All right. But AJ Styles definitely a top ten. But we're gonna leave him out of this conversation. Shinsuke. Bray Wyatt. What do you guys think about Daniel Bryan? Bobby Lashley. Yeah, put Daniel Bryan in there. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan gave him the rub. But nobody nobody respected him for that, though. Nobody was like, oh, thanks. Thanks for giving uh, Kofi the rub. I mean, you were talking about a guy who can sell a story and fucking and plays the part all the time. Daniel Bryan. Are we? The, he don't even matter if it's heel or babyface, dude. He fucking sells the shit out of it. This may be off target, but we're talking about Daniel Bryan giving the rub. He should The, the rub should have been given to Heavy Machinery Sunday night, not New Day. Are they? But do they have? Sorry, any, that kind of guy. Do they Let's have any there. momentum though? What is, dude? Really? How do you guys like this tag? They're team, good. Man? How do you not like this We've tag seen team? Them live, it's different. Man. They're they good and terrible. It's not the same small guy, big <laughs> guy <laughs> tag team. How you call somebody good and terrible? Terrible. These dudes terrible, can move man. for their size, man. How you call somebody terrible? Good and terrible? 
Look, I just right, don't think I you actually know. watch them. Jeff likes. I've seen Heavy Machine quite often because they've been trying to pub the shit out of them boys on SmackDown. But have you seen their NXT stuff? Even even they're showing at Extreme Rules. Well, I was like, damn, that dude was out there doing shit that most big dudes that size can't do. They did most of the shit in that match. I mean, what is it? Is it the fact that they actually have a look and something they can roll with, or is it the fact that it's just not the small guy with Let's the big guy? Let's talk about it. What do you don't like about him? Floor is yours. I mean, what Tugboat Earthquake Two? There's so much more athletic than those Ooh, guys. Oh, that's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's what. That, yeah, that's a terrible. What are you that's talking what about? That's doing? what they look like to me. That's t- that's a terrible. By the way, Earthquake was quite an athlete. For Not like these guys. Yeah, he actually was. He was a Division One athlete. He played at Oklahoma. So don't go over and tell me who's athletic and who's not, bud. <laughs> if they were fucking athletic, they wouldn't be doing this shit, now would they? Either with Earthquake. Why you look like you about to? He got hurt. You look like about to slice somebody. Why you look like you about to slice? I'm just saying, man. Don't come at me with bullshit. But the point is, the point is, there's something different. There's something fresh. They're refreshing. So, Two, I so guess. looking at them, do they look? Do they move athletic to you? Honestly, remember three minute warning. Honestly, they're, they're big dudes who can move a little. I guess, and that, if that's our definition of athleticism now. I guess. Do, what about, do you know their backstory? What about War Are Games, AKL, the Celtic story at all? I'm asking you questions. What, what do they call? Do them? I know their backstory? No. Oh, the War Raiders. Yeah, War Raiders. What about them? War Machine. I don't know them. You don't know them? There are other two big guys oh, that do great things. Do you know, I didn't even know Liv Morgan was still on fucking WWE. Dude, Liv Morgan is hot. Who are you telling? Pink hair, super crazy. Shit, man, got that Harley Quinn shit. Harley Quinn, I'm sorry. That's every girl in 2018, 2019. I know. That came out. Like, did you ever go to Comic-Con in the last like past four or five years? Never been to a Comic-Con. What? You need to go to Baltimore Comic Con, some local Comic Con. You know it's just chicks dressing up super skimpy and fucking hot, dude, right? I know. So you need to go. Yeah, but tickets cost <laughs> money and Um, so save up forty year in advance. I mean I could just wait dude, outside the like, convention center. It's like twenty bucks. You can get a general admission for like twenty fifty twenty dollars or fifty dollars, something like that. It's tw- it's like twenty. Well, I don't think Baltimore's having Comic Cons anymore from what I heard. Or no, that's Otacon. Ta- that's Otacon. Never mind. Oh, Wrong I hated thing. that one anyway. Anyway, 10 minutes later. <laughs> Back to something refreshing. We, what? Talk about how hot Liv Morgan is? That's pretty refreshing. She's really Look, hot. I like it. I think it's it's something refreshing, but people don't like refreshing. They went the same old shit. No, we don't. Yeah, the same old shit as big white dudes. <laughs> like who? Every wrestler that's ever been beforehand. Braun Strowman. Big John Studd. Uh, I don't know. Jersey Animal Steel. I mean, we go for days for big guys, white dudes. Guys to put the guys over. Big John Stud was like a serious contender for a long time. So was George Gamma Steel, man. At least he had a cool gimmick, though. Eating turnbuckles. Uh, Kevin Nash. Earthquake. Tugboat. Also, I mean, uh, also guys that were putting guys over. Well, Earthquake had to run. If if we Kevin didn't Nash have these guys, we wouldn't have an Undertaker. I was going to say, Kevin Nash, I don't think Kevin Nash ever put anybody over. Big show. I mean, big waste. Dude, his WCW run was great. <laughs> now, you want to talk about an athletic big man? Dude was like 500 pounds. It could move. 
So you're calling in the big way. So when did you when did you just get off the train and not like him? I'm gonna say no. I don't. No, I actually I love Big Show. I just think the I just think the WWE just wasted his ass. But why why love the Big Show if you're not gonna love anything that he put over? I mean, he literally, over. he literally he literally paved the way for the other big guys to come into wrestling. He didn't pave. He was bigger than them guys, though. He was. So but he, 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 was, he was mean, the you one. That, right? You go Andre the Giant paved the way. Either way. Another guy you just so happen to love who I hate. The Great Khali. Don't even get me started with that. There, <laughs> there's, your, there's your brown big man. We don't count him. Yeah, Here's his father. His genetic kneecaps. Look, there was all, me and Dale will agree there's nothing athletic look, about him. Even, even in Hindi, you motherfuckers need translation to understand his Hindi. <laughs> and then, yeah, dude has no kneecaps. Come on, man. I'm just saying, like, we can't sit here and base everything off of race. This is why the world's we not can't. united now. We cannot. We... We're sitting in here. Well, I don't know. Maybe once we four different four different races. Right, but maybe one day we'll all get we'll get our break too. <laughs> Look, I, I don't, don't know, know if you noticed the whole world's kind of against us, and our president fucking hates us. Uh, here we go, turning political. Look, look, I mean, I don't oh, know what, what what shot are we've got. Like literally, every all throughout the history of America, anytime any minority tries tries to get over, white people make sure they crush that shit. We build a community, start thriving. What they do? Come in, steal that shit, burn it down. Dale, excellent. dude, we couldn't fucking own shit for what? Till like nineteen sixty fucking five. Oh, by the way, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Though you didn't, you've only been able to own something in the last fifty fucking years. Hey, that's chance. Oh, by the way, let's go to the bank. Can we get a loan? No, you're fucking brown, bitch. You don't get a loan. So what about? What about all of the Asian-owned companies that are tax-free for seven years and and all that shit? What Asian-owned companies? I can't go. To, I can't go get no damn loan, and I'm white as fuck. We can't get no loans either. What do you mean? I seen. I see so many Asians with all these businesses around just in my area driving these nice-ass Mercedes Dude, and shit. They, they bought that shit tax-free. Tax-free shit. Seven years. You first off. You have to be in a war between Muslim, uh, a Muslim country and you, which is why India ever got it. Because let me tell you, the Vietnamese didn't get it, buddy. <laughs> we didn't. We were refugee status. It's, but it's all fucked up. The country's fucked for everybody. Well, at least, I don't know if you noticed, almost every CEO, judge, fucking lawyer is white. Politically, how every, am I getting over? Every congressman is white. You have more opportunities than we have. What opportunity do I have? I lived in the hood. Yeah, okay, you're one. You're 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 what? You're you're an exception to the rule, but for the majority of the rule, that is the rule. Nobody came to me and said, "Listen, kid, you're white. We're going to put you through school. We're going to make sure you, you get through school." Well, dude, if you don't go through school, that's your fault because it's free. But nobody was just like, "Here, we're going to hand feed you." And it and is hand feeding you. It's free. It's free for everybody. But it's always been free for you guys. I'm saying just because I'm white don't mean I'm getting special privileges. No, you have to put yourself in a position to get privileges. My pro- my pro- my problem is we minorities try to put themselves in positions, but we get held back down every fucking time. You, you don't think there's equal fucking equal fucking amount of Asians, Mexicans, blacks, fucking whatever that can could be a judge, could be a lawyer, could fucking uh, work on Wall Street. I'm sure we have just as many as you guys have, but look at the numbers. 
really accurate. Look, look what Harvard did. Look what Yale did. They put a quota on how many Asians they can allow in their school because it was getting too many Asians. And this is from the deans. This isn't for me. You can look this up. This is public record. They said this shit national radio, national TV. Well, then that needs to be corrected. Who's going to correct it? The white president? The white congressman? The white CEO? The white dean? Who's correcting that shit? I'm saying... Hey, I don't listen. know if you noticed this whole fucking uh, collar scandal shit with Lori Laughlin and all them. Did you notice what the color all them people were? <laughs> Did you notice the color of the fucking deans? Look, I don't okay. know. I've never been handed shit. I'm not saying you were handed shit, I've, but I've, your opportunity levels would have been higher. Like you can't. You, if you, I mean, yeah. If you're expecting somebody to come around handy to shit, you're right. Nobody's gonna do that shit. But if you put yourself in a position, if you if you put yourself in the same position as a minority, most likely you're gonna get that job before that minority is getting that job. So I think the solution, with that being said, I think that would require us to really do our research on our end and to figure out a way to have ownership and equity. But it would have to be. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this, and then we, we can move on or whatever. I do understand where you're coming from. Trust me, I get it. But we know that, so why waste our time talking about it? Why not put some action behind equity and leverage, and why not build something together in our community without the government assistance or stuff of that nature? Why not do it that way? I ha- think it's possible. Have, have, that's what, have that been what we've been I trying think, to do? I think it's possible, and I agree. We have been trying to do that, but it's about educating those who are uneducated and also getting everybody up to speed on what's the problem on. is, though. But it's hard to do that when people have been trained for years to think a certain way. See, the problem, with, the, the, the problem with that is, look, we can't get people to, to, to care about the one thing in this country that we should care about, which is politics, because this is what, this is what kills our country. We put these same people in over and over because what does everybody say when it comes time to vote? My vote don't matter, right? Well, yeah, that's what they've led you to believe. They, This is what they fed you since you were born because guess what? If you don't vote, all the corporations still vote. Yeah. And that's why you have, look, look at the unbalanced tax rate. If you're in the top 1%, you're paying less than 11% taxes. Whereas if you're one of our dumbasses, we're in a 27% range. How's that fucking fair? But the only point I'm trying to make is that's not fair for all of America. It's not just who's white, who's black, and who's not. We're I'm all not, fucked. I'm not saying we all don't share some shit, but for the most part, this country's been ran to make sure that none of us get on top. So here's what I'm saying. So the gripes and the stuff that we have, if we channel that energy to putting plans together, educate those that need the education and work on building up to, up to each other. I know it's going to take it's going to take a couple of generations to get to that point because people are always people are being trained to think a certain type of way. But if we come together and try to figure out a way and I'm not talking about just a certain type of people, I'm talking about helping communities that are that are in that are impoverished communities. And helping them build up the block to the point it can be something lucrative and that can be kept and that way people can get jobs and there can be more opportunities and more opportunities and equity and leverage. Yeah, that's always been the plan. But look what happens every time. Somebody comes in and disrupts the community and destroys it. Like, well, 
I don't know how we got on this, but okay. So think of this: in the early '80s, Nancy Reagan is telling everybody, stay, uh, "Just say no to drugs." But yet, Ronald Reagan and I the rest of them are behind the back, creating crack and fucking and then the crack shit. epidemic came and selling it to the, in particular to minority com- impoverished communities to ensure that, first off, they never have a two part a two parent system at home, ever, and that's a huge problem. So let me ask you this. Knowing that kind of culture that has happened, we are fully aware. Don't get me wrong. We are fully aware of that. But are we? Because I guarantee you 99% of Americans don't know about uh, the, the fucking crack shit where we were selling crack to fucking buy guns for Nicaragua. Most, no, 99% of people don't know that. But Most however, people, look, Rick Ross was making almost a million dollars a day. He never knew he was working for the CIA until he went to jail. I hear you. So let me ask you this, though, and I'm going to bring this back into sports. We know how that's affected the community and culture and stuff of that nature. But now when you when you take that ideology into wrestling. It's still I mean, okay, so in wrestling, you look at we got our first black champion in WWE in 2019. Yes, I do. I do agree. That was we should have been the talent is still held under a white dude who's pretty much the dictator. They don't get simple shit like health care. They're independent contractors who only the contract goes one way. And as big as that company is, is that basically slavery? But as big as that, and I agree, there is some, there is some. Uh, uh, if you look at it, for example, I remember you were you uh, put in there, and I don't want to overstep anybody. I do get what you're saying. However, that's one company, and this okay. is what I said so, about before. So let's look at even a bigger company that is government supported in many cases, which is NCAA. The NCAA makes billions of dollars a year off of off of college football and college basketball. Them kids don't see a fucking dime of that. And then if they sell their autograph, they get suspended. So the school could sell your jersey number. They can make billions of dollars off of you. Use your photo. You, yeah, use video. your likeness. And you can't do anything about it. You don't make a dime. And then if you try to use your own likeness. So you want to know what it's going to take? And here's back. And this goes back to the point. If every single one of those players that are in that system stood up and said, we are not playing another game until this is handled, look how quickly that would change. Look how quickly AEW has turned the corner and has caused a competition. Now, you got to go back to what Jeff always asked. Why can't, why, why do people always have to be separate, separated from each other? It's just the fans want that because they want their version of a Monday Night War. They want their version of what they probably missed out on this younger generation, and that shouldn't be the case. Competition creates greatness if you do it right. Right, of course it does. But I think, listen, Vince marketed his company off of the American way to be successful. Right, we we can all agree. I never disagree with none of that shit. I might sit here and I'll start some shit over Vince and say he's a he's a wrestling genius mind and all that shit. We all know that he's a fucking dictator, but can we blame him for doing it the way that is successful? Because that's the American way. That's what he knows. That's what he was taught. His father ran it to the ground and he brought it back from the ashes. So here's the thing. I can't sit here and be like, oh, yeah, you should have fucked your business up by running it a different way. So what you're saying, the American way has always been the same. Use slavery in order to build up your fucking product. And that's my point. I'm also a slave. 
We're all slaves here. We're not united. All I keep hearing is, oh, big white wrestlers. All I keep hearing is, where's the Asian wrestlers? I get it. I went there too. I love Great Muda. There's not a racist fucking tendency in my body. But I'm not going to dislike you know, the big white wrestlers that, that, just see, that's, because that's you Vince because man. you grew up a bunch, around a bunch of minorities, man. So it's kind of different for you. But for the most part, dude, most white people only see white people, man. Then let's educate. Yeah, education. That's it's the same every way. I agree. Education would work. It is this, the way to, is the way to go, but this has never performed well. This whole podcast has like never been successful. You've been screaming brown people. I know. So then. Instead of you guys screaming brown people unite and white people are stuck together, we are sitting here as four different cultures. Well, it's kind of because you guys put us in this situation. I didn't put nobody in no situation. You may not. I'm going to raise my kids not to put nobody in the you situation. You may not have, but as a recent whole, it has been that way. It's never going to change if we just sit here and talk about it. Just like wrestling. Wrestling was never going to change until Cody Rhodes was like, fuck it. I'm done with it. I'm going to go over here and find a way. That's why he was a genius with that shit. He took his ball and left. So I don't I don't blame him for that shit. Mike? Uh- Cause you're the one that's the most pissed off about paying taxes, and you ain't opening your mouth not once. I was kind of <laughs> I mean, just shit. taking in every, everything that you know what's being said. What are your thoughts, um, dude? America really hates your people, so. Well, I mean, I can understand where you're coming from with that. I mean, with hating, you know, my people because I do my ancestry. You know, I've researched my family tree and everything, and you know, you have access to all the public records dating back to like 1800s. And my great-grandfather was convicted of breaking and entering. He was a full-blooded Mexican. And he got more time than a white guy. Well, did he do it? was convicted at the same time. Yeah, they were both found guilty, <laughs> but he got more time than the white guy did it. Well, don't get me started on the, on the prison system and for profit. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not disputing that he did it or not. I'm just saying that the white guy who did the same crime got less time. I agree. It's fucked. It's all fucked. And uh, my great-grandmother... She was full blood Mexican and was on welfare her entire life. This sounds like an old school audio airstrike segment, but anyway, go on. <laughs> but I mean, with taxes, like we were talking about earlier, I feel I work my ass off fucking 40, 50 hours a fucking week, and I make a decent amount before taxes to live off of, and then you take a good portion of my paycheck. 27%. So, so, so now imagine you're touring, you're on WWE, you're not getting any kind of health care. And now you have what, like five or five or four different dates per week, plus travel expenses. And you're paying your own travel, plus travel expenses, eating, and then you have to be. So I mean, think of that. The say you are. Say what's what's the average wrestler probably making? W. We'll say a couple hundred thousand, right? Right. Now, taking in all your travel, how much do you think travel costs you alone per year? A lot. Now, take out twenty-seven percent for taxes. You know your health care bill is going to be high because you're going to get injuries. Well, they they they're also marketed too. So, like, um, I think I'm going to use Zach Ryder to be specific. Zach Ryder, he makes five hundred thousand dollars a year. That's his contract. Right. It's a good amount of money. Like you said, you take twenty seven percent away. Right away off the bat, what are we down to? And he lives in Jersey, so you know that's bad. yeah. So that's super high. So you 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 go ahead and you you mathematically that way. So if his contract is 500k a year and after everything is taken he and and what he spends on expenses and shit he might come home with a normal amount of $75,000. If you're lucky. If he's lucky, if he's smart with his money, which I'm sure he is because he, from what I can see he lives in a pretty nice house, pretty nice neighborhood, has a pretty nice setup. 
then he's also marketed. So he's marketed as a jobber and he sells merchandise and he gets a percentage of that, which is also taxed. So as an independent contractor, if he breaks his fucking neck and now he owes Mr. Sam, you know, X amount of money so he can get his neck fixed and rehabilitation and everything, that's the problem with these on-the-road talent and they're wrestling five days a week without health care. So when I'm sitting here saying I understand, but when you are in a wrestling business like Vince McMahon and you're driven to success, you take the easiest blueprint, which is his downfall. Because now AEW, and I hope AEW changes all that. Thing is, corporations have had to change since, I don't know, the 20s with their, 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 their workers' rights. But yet somehow Vince found a loophole has been riding that shit for this long. It's crazy to me. And you want to know all it takes? If every WWE wrestler stood up and said, I want health care and we're not wrestling tonight until we get an answer or some type of process starting to begin. So what you're saying is they got to do with the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball. They got to do a strike. But the thing is, they're not allowed to unionize. It don't matter. If they do a protest... And say and give different examples. But see, the thing is, you—it's easier to strike if you have a union, because you account for the whole the whole group. Where these guys are all independent contractors, so it's hard to get them. As all of them being independent, it's hard to get them to come together. Bruh, if I'm seeing a buddy of mine struggling with healthcare off of an injury, I agree. It's going to compel you to stand with somebody that you are locker room buddies with. I agree, but the. Being able to stop them from unionizing has been the. I'm, we're not asking. Been, I'm, I, I, I never said anything about. I, I understand what you're saying, but as an independent, independent contractor, you're never gonna be able to get everybody. You don't have to. You just need to get the majority. If you get the majority of wrestlers to be but like, have you noticed ever, ever noticed how Vince has done it though? He's always kind of separate the top talent from the lower tier talent. But do you see the top talent sitting over there picking favorites and choosing? No. You don't see. You never hear Roman Reigns saying, "Oh, this is my favorite." Well, actually, do you I never think they see Seth Ro- I'll give saying it to, that's for my this favorite. generation. I give it to them. They probably would stick stick together. Yeah. But throughout that early part of wrestling, a lot but of that, guys didn't even like each but other. That was the early part, though. We're talking right, about saying, this current right. crop. So I think of this could yeah. they get it done now? I think they absolutely could they get could it done. Get it they done. were fighting to take the next guy's spot. Yep. Oh, Macho Man wants to talk some shit. We'll right. give it to Roddy. Yep. Roddy Piper wants to talk some shit. Call Hulk Hogan back. You know what I'm saying? You it, it, back in the day, it was impossible to stand and fight. Right. You know, you literally had to do it your, on your own, which Hulk Hogan tried to do in court. You know, I don't remember how that case went because you know I just honestly well, didn't give a fuck. Vince, kid. Vince got off. Yeah, he beat the. Of course man. he did. You know why he got off? Because they did it the American way, and that's the problem. America is in. It's in a state of rehabilitation, and we have nobody to rehabilitate it. I think we're going to say the default. We just defaultly pick the same people. We get the same results. I mean... So you're telling me I'm going to... This goes back to taxes. I'm paying all this money in taxes, and our generation will never get that back. Never. Here's we're never going to Have you seen... Well, the thing. You know they've raised our retirement age multiple times. Yep. Yeah. Like, I think, we're, I think our, like, our generation, I think we're at like 68, something like that. And it's okay for them to go into the money we contribute and just take it. Yeah, because they also tax you on but, it too. You know, four hundred one k plans are a joke. Social security oh, is kind of like it's kind of a weird thing. It's really it's just an accounting game. So 
It's not. It it can be saved because it's just an accounting. They just got to change numbers. They, they just try scaring you with this social security shit because they want to stop it. They want to. They want to get rid of it, but still keep all the money that you already put in. Makes sense. Makes sense. We just need another it. revolution. We're we're in a, we're in a half backward asward country. I mean, think about it. You got people that are collecting money from the state, right? That we're paying for. Because they're on disability, but yet they're out here with their food stamp cards and their seven kids driving Mercedes Benz and their free housing and well, shit. That's the thing. You while got, we're struggling with jobs, you got people who go in there and will apply for it and fit all the credentials, but get but denied. they won't get it. I see. I was, I was about to say that. Like, you get uh, all these people. Here. You get all these people that are on disability, right? That you're like, get the fuck out of here. And then you got people who are legitly disabled and can't get it. Yeah. Yep. It's tough. It's like you want to get back to my minority shit, right? So, do you know to be a minority-owned business, you have to get certified, right? It can take you up to two years just to prove that you're black. <laughs> you think I'm lying? I don't. One of my friends, <laughs> one of my good friends, is a fucking he's a recruiter. So he was trying to get a, a minority-owned business and shit like that. By the time he got it, he was already out of business because a he couldn't get backing. B he couldn't get any he couldn't get into any of the minority contracts because he still didn't have the label yet. He's as black as ever. I'm like and, and it's not just it's just not a minority because women is the same way. It for women it takes about the same amount of time to prove that you're a woman or to prove that you're a, really? How long does this need to take? That's crazy. It's sad, man, but hopefully, I mean, hopefully, when it, it, in, in terms of wrestling, you know, hopefully some of this stuff will change. I mean, it's going to take a protest or a strike for some of this stuff to happen. It's going to take drastic So measures. this is why I think uh, Bailey's interview on Fox, I think that will push this in the right direction. Because, dude, that chick on Fox was shocked. I mean, she was like, you guys don't have health insurance? There was a... um. Something I read online, some wrestler said somebody wanted to remain anonymous, and he was like, you know, we know all this when we signed that dotted line. We know we're getting into this, but... Okay. But it, it went on... And Does that make it right? Well, it went on to further say that, like, in order for something to be done, somebody's got to say something, and they're waiting for the right moment for somebody, somebody to say It's got to be several of I've been in the position, hey, you want the job? Or you're going to have to do this and do that. You don't want it? That's fine. I mean, what you going to do? It's the only wrestling company in the world where you can make any type of money. I mean, yeah, there are there's indie companies out there like New Japan who pay good for great for good talent, but there's no New Japan ain't saying, "Hey, buddy, I got a whole freaking community for you to come to, a performance center to where we can make you better. We can give you the training you need to be the best wrestler in the world." So what are you going to do? Are you going to say, I'm going to go to New Japan and test out my own skills? Or am I going to go to the biggest wrestling company in the world and learn my trade, perfect my craft, and learn from the best? And You're you going to sign that dotted line, am I right? Speaking of performance centers, um, this is why Vince needs to step down. Triple H opened the one in UK now. There's one in UK. He wants to open one in India. He wants to open one in Japan. No. You know why? Yeah, of course. Japan's got a bunch of performance centers. They got a bunch of talented wrestlers. Yeah. Got a bunch of dojos, too. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Man, I mean, Triple H is a bigger picture. I don't disagree. You don't think he's taking the Dana White uh, blueprint? Uh, it kind of is, right? I mean, that's exactly what Dana White's doing right now. 
Is it? Yeah, that's Pretty how much. he's got. Dude, he's gotten into China. You know how hard that was to get into China. That government is. I don't know how much you guys know about kung fu or MMA and shit, but yeah, China fu. is, dude. China is in a fucking. They're trying to destroy MMA in the country, because these MMA guys are just destroying these kung fu masters. Like it's fucking a joke. Look, there's this dude called uh, Yu Dong. He's an MMA fighter. He's been going around challenging all these fucking supposed high-level kung fu masters. And he's fucking destroying them. So China is now... Because in China, there's this thing called personal credit line. That determines, like, if you can fly on airplanes, if you can take trains, if you can take the bus. It's fucking crazy. Since he's been doing this, he's been ordered to publicly apologize to a guy... Every day for a year, on TV, every day begging for this guy's uh, forgiveness. He's lost most of his money. He's not allowed to fly air, fly on any airlines in in China. He can only take the slow trains. He can't take bullet trains. Dude, you gotta understand, kung fu is they're like their national pastime. So getting MMA in the country and keeping it there is going to be really hard. But Dana White. His how to fight there. He's had multiple Chinese stars fighting the UFC. So, like just saying, he's he's been it's kind of Dana White's been trying to get these performance centers everywhere. And I think you know, honestly, people can call Dana White whatever they want to. I get it. Sometimes he lies. Sometimes he's an asshole. Well, he lies quite often. He's, a, he's, he's always, a chairman. He's, he's always a dick. He's a chairman. Expect him to curve you. Expect him to to give you false pretenses. Expect all that. He doesn't want to give too much away anyway. He will sit there and lie directly in your face, say there would never be a female fight in his company, and then promote the biggest female star ever. That's just facts. But speaking of like, you know, just just businesses and, and, and MMA in general, what do y'all think about like Alberto and and, and uh challenging Tito and like like does he own this company? Like what is this? Uh, he is like um, I think he is a partner in Combat America. Um, com, I don't know. It's like Combat Combat American or some shit. Combat American. But yeah, he's like a because he also does her um commentary. He does her commentary too. And we know Alberto was MMA. He did try MMA a couple times. A couple I times. Got, I gotta I gotta see more of what he's capable of doing. It's I. I because I don't know that much about Alberto De Rio from an MMA perspective. So I'll I don't. Give, know. I'll give you a little background on Alberto. Okay. Alberto is a Goodwill Games uh, champion in wrestling. He beat Couture multiple times on the wrestling circuit. He fought, I think, four times. I think he's two and two or one and three. Okay. But his first fight was against a guy named Mirko Krokop, which is top what three four. I mean, heavyweight he, ever? He he was he was one of the number one heavyweights in K one at the time. Yes. So yeah, at his time when he fought Krokop, Krokop was top three heavyweight at he, the time. Krokop was knocking out the other like top ten heavyweights. Yes. of the time. And Del Rio's first fight is against Mirko. He comes in in the mask and gets head kicked, which is Mirko's signature move, and got destroyed. It was a terrible fight for him to take. <coughs> but, you know, the Japanese love their wrestling, man. 
Right. And uh, Del Rio's dad, which is uh, Don Carr or some shit, senior, is like a legend in Japan. So they paid to get this fight, paid to watch this fight. But he, he's, I think he's won two matches. So his grappling is really there. I'm guessing his stand-up still sucks. So let me ask you this. Is Tito good at defending wrestlers? Uh, Tito is one of the best de- uh, wrestling defense. Tito's strength is wrestling. Okay. His strength is wrestling. He's one of the best like ra- ground workers. And when I, let me explain what I mean by ground workers. He was a ground and pound specialist. Oh, he's the best. I, I think he's the best ground and pound guy I've ever seen. Um, so, you know, with that being, honestly, I think Brock might be the best ground and pound guy I've ever seen because who do you know can drop two-inch punches and fucking knock a guy out? I mean, he's like literally doing this, knocking motherfuckers out. Uh, I don't know because Tito is so good at it. But, you know, l- l- let's not let's not get back on Brock because I don't want to get Mike started. I know he don't like white guys. But, <laughs> now, hold up. <laughs> but, you know, I think, I look, I don't think Alberto's winning this fight. I don't think I he's don't winning this fight either. by a long shot. I don't, I don't think, think the it, dude's fought in 15 to 20 years. Yeah, and, you know, Tito does have decent stand-up. And, you know, Tito is coming off of a couple fights, even though his last fight was Chuck Liddell, who was, mm-hmm. like, almost dead. So he shouldn't have been fighting, period. But but remember he his fight before that he he lost that fight. But within his last three fights, he beat uh, Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader is now a double champion in Bellator. A double champion. So double champion. Tito is, I mean, not to mention he's a legend himself. When he won the UFC belt quite a few times. Yeah. Him and, him and Shamrock. Ken Shamrock has had wars after wars. Him and Chuck had wars. Chuck had wars. Him and Couture had wars. You know, so he's fought the best. Yeah, he's fought the best. Unlike of the Alberto, best. who maybe fought a best. Yeah. You know. So, you know, I don't think I don't think Tito's struggling in this fight at all. Um speaking of Ken Shamrock, apparently he's starting his own bare knuckle yep. fight company. His own bare knuckle fight league. Who Mike told me about? Yeah, I saw just scrolling through on the internet. It was I mean, bare knuckle boxing is getting pretty popular, so why not jump in? Yeah, might as well. Might as well strike while the iron's hot, or starting to get hot. I mean, look, I I don't know how much success they had with their last bare knuckle event, but when you got a guy, their last one was a good one. Yeah, I know with with Artem and uh, yeah, Pauli Malinaji, who who you know. Arguably won the boxing part. And just lost everything else? But <laughs> Lost everything else. So, you got, like, basically you got washed up bad MMA fighters in here. Yes. Who, who aren't even, you know. They weren't even top. Well, that's not. Uh, what's his name? Chris Lieben. Lieben. Lieben wasn't bad. He wasn't great, neither. He was. He was an overhand guy. I get he, was, he was like a middle of the packer. He was a guy that could take punches and then keep coming. Yeah, he took a lot of punches. Well, you know, he couldn't take the last punch, which was Anderson Silva. Well, you know, after that, he just got knocked out by everybody. Just yeah. like, remember, uh, uh, what was it, the Dean of Mean, Keith Jardine? That dude could take a punch, too, until yeah, after his, his face couldn't take him no more. So, I don't know what, what Ken Shamrock has in store, but I guess I'll check the event out because everybody wants opener promotion all of a sudden. I mean, do you think Shamrock can promote? Promote? I don't know. <laughs> uh, he did pretty good in early UFC days. Yeah, I mean, he he's actually the first guy that had a team, like his own team. 
Well, I mean, like running his own promotion. I mean, he can get people to delegate and help out where. Yeah, he's I think he's going to do that because he's not. I don't think he's the brightest guy. <laughs> if this was Chael Sonnen, it'd be a different story. Chael Sonnen could do that. Chael Sonnen was once the predecessor to Dana White, who Dana White said that if there was anybody that I'd have to pass my torch to, it would be Chael Sonnen. So if Chael Sonnen was open to promotion, I might have some hope for it. Yeah, but Ken would, Shamrock, I don't know. This is the guy. Uh, yeah, that, but if Ken Shamrock gave a percentage of ownership to him to run a couple things, the, I mean, could work out. See, Shamrock's got a super ego too. <laughs> he's yeah. super. He's super egotistical, man. So you think he's going to book himself? Oh, I guarantee <laughs> he's going to book himself. Well, let's hope he can hold on to his rear naked this time. R. You R. mean P. that fixed ass fight? R.I.P. Kimbo. R.I.P. I've never seen in the history of my life where a dude's got a fucking rear naked choke set in and then just says, oh, I'll just let it go. Mm. Yep. So. Kind of weird, ain't it? <sighs> oh, you think? I'm willing to watch. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm excited for wrestling again. I'm excited for the MMA events. We got Pacquiao and Keith Thurman coming up next weekend. Ooh, this weekend. I didn't Ooh. know about that. It's this weekend, Saturday. This Saturday, yeah. July 20th. Oh, yeah, July 20th. I didn't know. And, you know, August 17th, we have a really big UFC card coming up. Hmm. Um, we'll get more in depth with that next time, but uh, oh, I'm excited. Since, since it is this fight, this is weekend, what do you guys think about the Pacquiao fight? I'm scared. Um, Pacquiao was probably my favorite boxer of this generation. So... Well, I have to agree, you know, well, we watched, I mean, we watched like most of his career together, so... I love Packy, but I still think Thurman's just too young. He's young and skill set's too good right now. He's young and crafty and he has he has a reason to win. No, I mean if this was if this was like bro in both their primes, oh I think fucking I think Manny walks through his ass. I think I definitely think Manny walks through him. I think Manny Pacquiao looks good in his training camp. I think Manny Pacquiao might pull this off. Yeah, I don't see, think Keith Thurman's winning. He he looks good, but the thing is, you know, you know how it is. Everybody, everybody, what Boyce Hayes said, everybody got game plans to get hit. Yep. So, what's Manny gonna look like when he gets hit by Thurman? Yep. I, mean, I think I think Thurman's gonna be the guy that stands there with him. He's not gonna. He's not the defensive fighter that Adrian Broner is. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, you know, Packy's not a good against those guys. So this is that's the thing. This is what I'm offering you. Keith Thurman's going to bang. Pacquiao's yeah. going to bang too. Who's going to bang harder? This is the other issue, though. Packy's 40 some years old. He's been in wars with Eric Morales, Marco Antonio Barrera, Floyd Mayweather. Like your body can only take so many wars. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but. I'm excited for it. I think Thurman by decision. But could I see Packy winning? I could. I think Packy by knockout. Well, I, I agree. If he wins, I think that's how he wins. I think he wins He wins by knockout. Oh, that's my prediction. It's Packy by knockout. You heard it here first. What round? I can't predict a round. I mean, you don't know. You don't know what Keith Thurman's going to do. I'm pretty sure he's training his ass off. This is the biggest fight of his career. Oh, I bet. You know, by far. This is his biggest payday ever. Biggest right. payday, biggest stage. Yeah, biggest, yeah. I mean, Press he's fighting on. one of the greatest of all time. He's bringing his A game. Right. 
He's not coming to bullshit. Yeah, he's not coming fucking. So, he ain't have ass in this one. Right. You know, if Pacquiao can hit him with the angles that he's so good at, because I did notice in, in you know, his sparring and his training. See, I did notice that too. His he explosiveness. Was using his angles again. His angles. He was in and out. The explosiveness from just his pivoting alone, I noticed different this time than when he fought Broner in the training. Dude, I'm just going to leave that I, out. I, I don't think he's been trying to knock guys out in a long time either. He's trying to outbox people, man. Yeah, That's, he's trying to outbox people. You know, I get it. You know, at 40 years old, you shouldn't be out there knocking people out. I mean, technically, Mayweather didn't knock out uh, McGregor. He technically knocked him out. He was still on his feet. Yeah, I think I, I think they called that a little early. Like, I, I think they should. I think it's going the same way. Whether they called it at that point or not, no, no, I but agree. I, I agree. I think, I think Connor's going to go down, but I think they should have let it go just so there was no doubts. Yeah, just I so agree. it was very decisive. He's a warrior. He even said it himself. Let me go down. So right, right. You know. So let's hope. Let's hope. I'm excited. Keith Thurman, Manny Pacquiao, July 20th. Should be interesting. It'll be very interesting. Should you guys be. have any take on it? I know you guys aren't big boxing analysts and shit, but I, I, if I, I'm gonna go with Pacquiao, safe bet for me. I know I've heard the hype, of, I've heard a little hype here and there about how hype he is about the craftiness. He's young and there's a lot of speed there, but I have to speed. go. I have to go with Pacquiao as a safe bet. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but you know what I mean. Oh, you want mine? Because I don't know too much about it, like you said. I don't want to bandwagon either, but. Uh, if I had to pick one, not going off what I've seen, what you've showed me, I'd say Manny. Manny Peck, yeah. So three Mannies and one Thurman. Three Mannies. I mean, I am with you. I think it's pretty split. I don't know. It, it's a hard one. It's a tosser. It is. But I'm a, I'm a fan, and I'm going with Manny. So with that being said, we're going to wrap this episode up. Until next time. See y'all. Yeah. We out.